Hello and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. I'm the other host, the co-host as we're known, and my name is Tenant Mike. I like that, that you're already assigning yourself as co-host and me as host. Mike, you're kind of... uh, Giving me the higher billing, it well, seems like. I would like to point out that you are also a co-host. We are both co-hosts. So, Well, sometimes you can't have a host and co-host. What a wonderful beginning to this episode of our podcast, James. It was a wonderful beginning, and I stand by it. And I think we'll see some uh, download stats go through the roof uh, if we uh, already... Anyway, how are you doing, Mike? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I don't know if you're paying attention to what's happening on TV this week, but... Uh, Idiot box. Uh, yes, yes, some people call it that. The boob tube. The uh, What's another name for the TV? The uh... So, on TV this week, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of excitement because it's the big return of Roseanne. The Roseanne TV sitcom show that looks at the Connor family in the Midwest. Uh, Of course, in the 90s, they were a typical family that was struggling to live paycheck to paycheck. And then the show ended after, I think, nine seasons. Anyway, it's back in the age of Trump, and everyone was watching it and apparently got 18 million viewers. Well, did I watch the debut of Roseanne? No, I didn't. Why? Because I'm a Canadian. And I wanted to support some 90s Canadian shows. Ah, okay. Do you see where I'm going with this? I guess. I mean, I don't think the people look back on the Canadian shows as fondly. I think they do. Um, okay. So while everyone else, I think 18 million people were watching this Roseanne reboot, I fired up the pilot episode of The Red Green Show and got to spend some time with some old friends. And I had a wonderful time. And it was wonderful seeing that pilot because... When you the, say you got to spend time with old friends, you you mean... Red? Okay. I mean, Harold. So you watched it alone. Well, I did watch it alone, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, I spent some time with Red himself, um, Harold, uh, his assistant, or his son. I'm not sure if he's his assistant or his son or just a local boy um, that he's taken into the possum lodge. Was that the nerd character? He, mm, I'm not sure how to answer that question. He was the character played by Pat McKenna. Yes, he was the nerd. He had glasses. Yeah. And it was amazing to see how fully formed the uh, Red Green universe was, even in the pilot. Uh, they they did such a great job. And um, I'm going to start, I'm going to watch all the all 342 episodes in chronological order. Good God. And um, I wish more Canadians would... Go back and, and and you know revisit some of our cultural heritage like that. They made three hundred and forty episodes, something like that. It was Good on. God, when did on the show start? Nineteen ninety one, I believe, and went till two thousand six. So, my God, did it yeah. hold up? Like, absolutely. It look- premiered during the days of grunge and went right up to the dawn of EDM. If you think about it that way, it it was on for three years uh, before Kurt Cobain um, passed away. Wow, I mean that's 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 an impressive dedication you have to watch the entire run of that show. I'm gonna do it's it. It's not exactly edgy though, Mike. It's not exactly like you know, it's not it's not gripping or you yes, know, relevant. Is. Yeah, I have to push back on all of those. Um, it's really good. I, you know, 
you're in my apartment now. Maybe after we record the podcast, I'll throw some red green on and we can uh, share a bowl of chips and Ugh. just laugh ourselves silly. I think I have something to do. Uh, how was your week, though? <clears throat> Not bad. I uh, went to the movies last night on a date. And oh. uh, we watched a flick called Ready Player One. Ready Player One. I've heard about that. Don't know anything about Really about the plot of it, though. What was that like? Uh, well, it's sort of in the future. In a in a future, I would I hope does happen because gaming is really at the forefront of everyone's lives. And this gamer is faced with um, the, the, he's sort of in this virtual reality world, and some evil corporate guy. Which I don't, I you know, of course they have to make the rich guy the villain, typical Hollywood, right? But. Basically, this evil corporate guy is trying to ruin this virtual world, and these gamer kids stand up and take it back. And it was cool because the the villain was sort of like he didn't know any of the references or the video game characters. Right. And I think it's high time someone stood up for you know nerds and uh, made you know let's let's get let's have nerds take up some space finally. And and I think that's good to see. You know, I think we're seeing some good stuff out of nerds these days. Right. Some great stuff on 4chan. Uh, oh. Some great stuff on, you know, hardcore mm. Rick and Morty fans. Right. So, good message in that movie. Right. So, and you're... go out and see it. You're all about nerd culture now. And yeah, we're boards. kind of... Yeah. Mm. And I even... You know, I'm obviously not a nerd the way I look or the way I talk or my popularity or my sex life. It doesn't... None of it seems very nerdy. But I like their attitude right now. Okay. And uh, I'm all for it. Interesting. Wow, I didn't expect that from you. Um, so you just to be clear, you didn't identify with the sort of uh, evil villain, the corporate evil v- villain who didn't understand nerd culture. No, because the kid. I mean, I'm spoiler alert. The kid becomes a millionaire at the end. So that's oh. more me, where okay. I inherit this money and I have like you know a lot of cool forward thinking ideas, especially that have to do with you know gaming. And uh, and and so in a lot of ways I identified with the main character big time. I'm just imagining. Uh, I'm sorry. This is a for listeners. Uh, this is a bit of a digression. I'm just imagining a video game, James, about you and me, about <laughs> our life. Imagine that. Who would be the villain and who would be the hero? I'd like to think I was the hero. And uh-huh. uh, to succeed in the end of the game, you have to kill the landlord. What? With your, uh, bare hands. No weapons. No lasers. No- anyway, this is a digression. As I said. But that that might be a fun idea. If we have any game designer fans listening, uh, go ahead and whip that up. You know what? Half of that game would be very exciting. Um, mm. Oh, you know, sitting front row at a raptor game and and uh, going to cl- you know clubbing. You know, how much and of a half game? of that game would be. Um, Ooh, how about I eat some hard boiled eggs and watch Red Green for fourteen hours That'd tonight? That'd be a alone. fun game, though. That would not for be a, a lot fun of people, game. It would be a great game if you're a no. psychopath. Right. Anyway, enough about psychopaths. Let's talk about the holiest time of the year for Christians. Of course, I'm talking about Easter. That's right, and we have a we have a segment that you wanted to do. Yes, called Easter Roundup. Yes, how we enjoyed our Easter. Easter Roundup uh, colon how we enjoyed our Easter. If you're writing it down, okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'll start with my. Uh, First thing I did over Easter, um, I did participate in Lent this year, Mike. I know that's a big religious thing, so I thought, "Wow, I can't." Uh, listeners may have heard my jaw dro- hit the, hit the floor dropping there. <laughs> good one. 
Um, so for Lent, I decided to give up um, something near and dear to my heart that I consume regularly, daily, and that is Brute Gold Champagne. And I gave that up for Lent. It was oh. not easy. Oh, God. If you've ever... If you're a Brute Gold Champagne drinker, which, you know, is a very, very big in the hip-hop world right now, and you go a couple days without it, and you know what I'm talking about. You start jonesing. You just... It comes that time of night. Right. And you're like, where's my champagne? Anyway, I gave it up for Lent, and now that Lent's over, this weekend, I bought a case, and I drank... Let's just say most of the case. So that was oh, a that was sound, quite fun. Doesn't sound healthy what you did at the end there, but that's that's impressive. You gave up something you loved. It's true because I I do notice that usually when you come over, you do sort of stink of champagne a bit. So I guess that's absolutely that's why it's the main thing I drink. All right. So my Easter roundup number one is on Good Friday. I went to the hospital, St Michael's Hospital, Queen Street, and um, Young, and I gave out eggs to the elderly uh, in their hospital beds in the spirit of Easter. Okay, did anyone ask, like, did someone ask you to do this? Was this... No, no, I, I just came up with the idea one morning and uh, bought a few, you know, cartons of eggs and just brought them to the hospital and gave them to old people. What did they say? Some said thank you, some just looked at me, um, some were unconscious, so I just left the egg on their uh, hospital like bedding. Well, that must be nice for their loved ones to come home to the you know to go to the hospital to see their unconscious uncle and find some egg some weirdo has put on their body. That's not how I would, I would phrase it, but uh, yes. Okay. Well, my second uh, Easter roundup item was um, actually something not Christian. I had Passover dinner at City TV founder Moses Zneimer's house. Oh. Shalom! Absolutely. And he's a great guy. He's still got that bald ponytail thing going on. For listeners who don't know, he's a media mogul here in Canada. Um, Let's just say if you don't know who Moses Zimmer is, you have no business uh, listening to this podcast. Well well said. Uh, and Moses and I are pals, uh, and I pitched him a bunch of ideas for new television stations. He started City TV mm-hmm. here in Toronto. I had some other fun ideas. Um, you pitched them during Passover dinner. Yeah, but he he's up for it. He's he know he knows he knows if he's inviting James to Passover, I'm gonna be a, like I'm gonna be a lot to handle, and I'm gonna be mm-hmm. pitching ideas, and I'm gonna be thinking about business. And he knew that anyway. So we had a great time. You know, we did all the the Passover stuff. It was it was a good time. Moses, if you're listening, what's up? Please please come on the show. No, he wouldn't do also, that. Also, um, the second thing I did over Easter is on Holy Saturday, I dressed up like a uh, bunny rabbit at work. As listeners know, I work at the CN Tower gift shop, not the one at the main floor level, not the one on top, but the one underneath the earth. And I got in trouble for dressing up like a bunny. My supervisor told me uh, to take off the ears, take off the suit, and kind of reprimanded me in front of a some teenage customers, and it was a little bit humiliating, uh, but I guess there are, you know, procedures in place for a reason, and everyone's supposed to wear the official uniform, and I apologized. Um, but it's just too bad. Well, that's a mental thing to do. No offense. Well, it's just Easter. to show up dressed as a bunny on Easter. Unasked. But I'm sorry. It's that must weird. have been a bummer. That must have been embarrassing. It was humiliating, as I said. It was two teenage girls. Um, what difference does that make? Well, it makes a bit of a difference. Uh, 
let, let me humiliate you in front of teenage girls and then teenage boys and then see which one makes you feel worse. All right. God, you got a girlfriend who's 70, worried about teenage girls on the other end? How about, She's you know, 70. maybe try in the middle, Mike. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the last thing I did over Easter, to be honest, had nothing to do with Easter, but it was pretty cool. Um, I did a Twitch stream with Alan Hocko of Republic of Doyle. And we played Fortnite, and it was kick-ass. We had tons of people watching. We had a lot of fun. We were ribbing each other. Hako, and if you don't know the guy from Republic of Doyle, Alan Hako, the guy's ripped as hell. Took off his shirt on this Twitch stream. Everyone saw his abs. What? Any excuse for this guy to take off his shirt, let me tell you. Oh, it must be nice. And uh, in the end, I got 80,000 new Twitch followers, so follow me on there. I'm playing Fortnite. I'm playing uh, wow. some X-rated games. So follow me on there. Very X-rated fun. X-rated games. Yep. They have the... Now, I'm familiar with with things from the olden days, like Leisure Suit Larry, but um, there are current new uh, X-rated games? Absolutely, yeah. VR X-rated games. I'm playing one called uh, uh, The 69ers, and it's all about these characters who, to get to the next level, you basically have to 69. Oh. Um, what else am I playing? Uh, the Dick Dudes... Now, I don't even want to know what that's about, but can you just give it to me in a nutshell? Basically, it's like Mario where you got to eat mushrooms, but the mushrooms right. make your dick grow. Uh, and if you get enough and your dick grows enough, you move on to the next level. Can it never become so big that it's a problem, like it becomes cumbersome? No, bigger the and, better. Oh, Probably right. not a, the best message to send to kids, but it's fun. Do you remember that song? Uh, I have become cumbersome. Do you remember no. that song? Who's that by? I forget. Was it Seven Mary Three? It sounded... I don't know. Something like that. Please, listeners, write in. Um, But anyway, listen to me talking about Seven Mary Three when we're supposed to be talking about Easter, the holiest day on the Christian calendar. Here's my uh, third and final thing I did over the Easter uh, holiday. I um, went to take in the St. Francis of Assisi Church uh, Good Friday procession, which is in Little Italy in Tirana, and uh, goes down Dundas Street, and they always have uh, local people play... Jesus and his apostles and the Romans who are bringing him to be crucified. And, uh, you know, the Romans are kind of giving Jesus a hard time because he's a criminal, uh, according to the Gospels. And I sort of joined in. I don't know what happened to me, but I started sort of taunting uh, the young man playing Christ and um, sort of threw some threw some stones and some rocks at him and some garbage, and I just sort of got in there. I don't know what happened to me. I got that doesn't make into sense. the procession. You're very Catholic. I was something happened, and I got swept up in the theatricality of the parade, and I imagined myself as a Roman soldier, and I started shaking and yelling at the young man playing Christ, and uh, I got I all I remember is being you know pushed into the onto the sidewalk and. These two Roman soldier actors had to sort of hold, restrain me, hold me back, because I was, um, I had upset the young man playing Christ. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You have got to talk to somebody. All right. Well, that does it. That does it for Easter Roundup. And um, I think that does it for the opening segment, Mike, unless there was anything else you wanted to say. No, I'm good. Good, let's just finish this. All right, well, um, why don't we take a break and come back with our exciting guest. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Hope you had time to tinkle or uh, grab a snack or call a loved one. Or just press pause. Yeah. So now's the 
part of the show, the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, where we always have a guest on, and this week is no different. And this week's guest is a guy who I think is going to give an injection of uh, liveliness and d- dramatic presence to the show. Uh, he is a local uh, theater producer who lives in the building. Please welcome to the show, Roger Bainbridge. <laughs> welcome, Roger. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And hey, uh, Mike, please don't be making any promises that I'm I'm going to be the one that has to keep them. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, theater artist, actually. Uh, oh, my apologies. Uh, no, that's quite all right. I think a lot. I think I think it's a very um, daunting kind of mystical world for a lot of people. They don't really know the proper terminology, and right. I'm totally fine uh, letting people know. Did Mike offend you there, Roger? Ah, uh, you know, I mean, I think he just doesn't know better. No, you know, it's. I, I'm it's still, I'm still trying to get my parents to understand what it is I do. Oh, aren't, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's theater artist. Um, I, I'm sure. You, yes. uh, you're, you're all right? Yes, I'm good. Hey, that was a long laugh, Mike. Oh, it's just my father doesn't really, and my mom don't, don't uh, really like my job or understand what it is. But anyway, uh, yeah. Roger, art, artist. I won't make that mistake. No, again. that's quite all right. And of course, like, you know, it's a, it's a big motto I use in the theater. It's instant forgiveness. You know, because you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes and, and, right. and you have to move on because the show's got to keep going on. I'm sure you guys have heard that. The show's got to keep going on. The Absolutely. old theatrical saying. I, instant yeah. forgiveness. I like that. And I think there should be more of that in the world, you know? If you say something offensive, you know, these mm-hmm. days everyone's up so uptight. Mm, instant depends. forgiveness. Depends. You, gotta, hmm. um, you can't just, you can't just uh, flagellate your whole life, you know? Uh, flagellate. That's kind of... There, there was a sect of, of people, Catholics, that oh. would injure themselves. Oh, I know. Um, I know all about self-flagellation. Okay. Roger. You're just talking to sure. the right guy. Well, it's just, you know, like, uh, in theater, in theater you, you, you have to learn a lot about uh, everything, really. History right. of humanity. And, 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 and sometimes I'll make some references uh, that I feel like a lot of people maybe... Uh, it doesn't quite... It does, they don't pick them up. Right. So to be in in theater, to be a theater artist, you kind of have to be an expert on. Everything. I would say you'd have to have like a professor's level of knowledge of humanity. Except for one thing, I bet one category: sports. <laughs> I bet when you're doing Hamlet or uh, Christmas Carol or whatever, uh, you don't need to know about NHL this or NBA no, that. No, but it is no, but you do have to have the body of an athlete uh, for live theater as well. And um, my body is my is my instrument. Um, hmm. it, 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 stop me if I'm ever sounding like kind of like uh, right? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Just because. Because when you start to talk, when you start to talk about the craft, um, especially when I take it as seriously as as, as you have to, right? Uh, but yeah, it's my temple. Your, so, your body is uh, is giving off this irresistible energy. Thank is you. It just me, James, or are you feeling? You that do as have well? a lot of charisma. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. I'm not. I'm not. You know, personally, much of a theater guy. I'm skeptical of this whole thing, to be honest. But I've got to admit, when you walk in here, it's like, damn, the guy's got. Some vibe going on, and I'm so glad you said that. I am so glad that you said that you're that, you, that you're not a theater person, okay? Because I, I I meet people like this all the time, grocery store, subway, on the street, uh, the common herd. Yeah, right. and then they think the theater is not for them, and this is the mindset that I'm trying to change. Mm. Okay, this is why I keep my body as pristine as I do, and coiled, and ready. Very snake like. Oh, absolutely. I'm afraid you're gonna. Ah, you better believe it. Spring out and uh, just take a. Don't think I won't. <laughs> oh, I like your. Don't attitude. think I won't. Right, uh, but no, we're here to change minds, and I have. I've been trying to change minds for the last fifteen years. You know, uh, you know, I've done 
52 fringe shows i've done wow. actually paying theater i've and, and you have to wear many hats uh, when you're in toronto in canada you know you, you have to be producer you have to be director you have to be writer you have to be performer you have to be publicist why uh, yeah so you you're like you're writing these plays you're directing mm-hmm. these plays holy yeah. smokes what were some of the plays called oh absolutely uh well i think for me the big well the one that probably <laughs> Everybody knows. Uh, you probably know this. I did my take on the Big Bang Theory, um, but I did it all with uh, uh, characters from Hey Arnold. Oh, wow. That yeah. is so clever. Yeah. That well, is. I would have loved to have seen that. I missed it. I, I mean, on its face, it seems very obvious. I think right. the, 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 the parallels, but... Um, is Hey Arnold that cartoon with the... Yeah, the Nickelodeon, yeah. The the oh. boy with the football's head. Okay. I love that trend in theater, though, where it's like um, you take a classic uh, novel yeah. or a classic uh, sitcom and you, you perform the story, but using characters from another uh, sort of medium, like like where there was like a uh, Swiss family guy, Robinson, mm. oh, you don't or Mac about... Homer, which was the story yeah. of the Scottish play told with the voices of the Simpsons characters. Yeah, I could tell you some stories about that guy. Oh really? Yeah, um, I love I love hearing actors like you just bitch like. Oh, this I've got about, it. I, uh, I well, rivals. I could, I could, and I will. But staying on what I'm what I'm here to talk about. Right. And I thank you so much for giving me this platform. Uh, is we're here changing minds. Uh, I have a new show, and it's gonna cause a fuss. Oh, <laughs> me likes already. Yeah, I think uh, if you're into a fuss, I'm ready to kick it up. Um, of course, everyone's aware of of this show. Um, you've heard of it, uh, Come From Away. Oh, Come From Away, the uh, the Newfoundland 9-11 musical that took Broadway by storm and is now playing in Toronto. Well, I would like to remove the the Newfoundland 9-11 musical from that introduction okay and i'm going to make come from away the other 9-11 newfoundland musical hmm. because uh what i'm bringing to the table is a story that actually honors the people we lost on that grim grim day right and that actually honors the uh, the heart the truth the soul of the newfoundland people the culture I, i'm sorry i i'm gonna get very worked up uh so you have your own take on the come from away story i'd say i have the take oh wow is this out yet this play this play is coming out well we're in we're in workshops um, I don't know. Like, oh, okay. So workshops. Uh, workshops is when you're developing a a new work. Uh, you'll have drafts. You don't it, like it. Doesn't. Uh, I mean, I wish I could just sit down and rewrite it right the first time. You know, but right. uh, you know, like someone like uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, he 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 had countless workshops for Hamilton. Right. Uh, and so that's where we're at. Where workshops are good. You know, we've been. I've been having some readings. You know, uh, in the laundry room. Maybe you've you've heard that. Well, that's why we we were aware of you because right. in the lot. <clears throat> oh, looks like we need to get a lozenge for Excuse James. Me, I'm fighting uh, a cold, everybody. <laughs> Feel free to edit that out, Michael. Yeah, I'll do that. That's why we were aware of you, Roger, because mm-hmm. you, you were sticking up these damn posters in the laundry room, and it was to be honest, it's a bit <laughs> annoying because you used this sort of really uh, thick glue. It's that's well, sort it's of very easy. Yeah, it's heart. very easy. Off. You can make that uh, just with some. Um, just with boiled water and, and flour. 
You wow. make very, your own glue? Yeah, it's very economic. It's another hat you wear, I guess. Oh, uh, glue oh, maker. Right? Jeez, I'm more hat than head, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Roger, with this sort of 9-11 uh, Newfoundland musical mm-hmm. you're writing, are you mm-hmm. going to get into the fact that um, the heat generated from planes flying into a tower would yeah. not be hot enough to melt girders of the building and that there was no footage, real footage of the buildings coming down? Please, ex- please forgive well, uh, my co-host for asking that. Well, I think it's true. I think it's. I think they're important questions. Uh, Is there a song about that? I, Someone questioning whether jet fuel can melt steel beams? I bet there's not. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying that's impossible. That the steel beams melted. It must have been. A, it was. I mean, it's just impossible that it wasn't a controlled demolition. I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying those are facts. Okay. And I this passion that I'm getting out of you right now. Mm-hmm. I love this. Hmm. This is. This is. This is what. I want people to feel. I don't want people sitting uh, back on their thumbs, uh, passively swallowing this pablum that they dish out at Princess Wales or any any of those other you know Disney stores. They're Disney stores. What they are is Disney stores. They're literally Disney stores. Right. I want people standing up. I want them saying, "Don't you? Oh, how could you?" And thank you, and fuck you, and oh my god. But not wow. during a show. I mean, I, if would... it comes to that, in Russia, in Russia, in Russia, Mike, when they, when the Moscow Art Theater, when Stanislavski started the Moscow Art Theater, there were people that would, they would be gnashing their teeth, oh and it was considered uh, a a a compliment as a theater artist if you had at least seven people completely bloodied and toothless by the end of a show now, because because they hated you so have, much. I'm sorry to do this, but I do have to push back on this. Now, I've never been to Moscow, okay, full, full disclosure, mm-hmm. but I did once go see a production of Chekhov's The Cherry Orchard, mm-hmm. and great, I great. was unwrapping a sort of loud, crinkly candy. Yeah. Okay. And I was asked to leave the theater because of this. So I you're had lucky a little all they bit did of a was different a, experience I, with Russian theater than... Uh, than you're your, lucky all they did was ask you to leave, okay? Because if you a, pulled that in one of my shows... Oh, oh wow. Oh, what happened? Right. Oh, good. Shots fired. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, let's just say you wouldn't be walking out. I'm just throwing oh. out there, I'm not a fan of Russia either because my ex is rumored to be dating Vladimir Putin. And oh. Putin actually... We talked, and he doesn't want me to see my son right now. Putin's scared the living s out of. So James. I'm not big on Russia culture either, but um, just for the record, for the record, registered. But so, so, you where are you putting these plays on? Uh, oh, where, where are you hoping to put this this where new the people need them? New, uh, Newfoundland play on where the people are. That's where I go. Um, Aren't okay. you a little worried, though, that maybe you've been uh, scooped on this subject of uh, the Newfoundlanders of wow, Gander I mean, who took in the 9-11 uh, refugees? You know, I mean, uh, how many productions of Midsummer Night's Dream or Grease uh, are going on c- concurrently? And that's the sure. same play. That's true. Yes. So I'm offering an alternative play. Uh, something is, I, I'm reminded of when there was the two Capote movies. I'm reminded okay. of... Turner and Hooch versus K9. Oh, that's true. Right. I'm reminded of... Uh, well, there's other examples. Well, how is yours different? Maybe that's the question I have That's a good question. You. How is your 9-11 Newfoundland show different from Come From Away, that, which a, took Broadway uh, by storm? Yeah. Because it... Any, or anyways. Uh, how's mine different? It's for adults. Oh, burn. It's not, right. it's not a little baby uh, pantomime that's happening in your Disney store. 
and it's 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 serious. And 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 I I challenge you, and I mean this seriously. I challenge you. I want you to do this. This isn't rhetorical. I want I want you to find one Newfoundlander who saw that show and said, "Yep, mm. yep, that's Gander." Hey. Oh, interesting. It wasn't very Gandery, authentically Gander. There was you. nothing remotely Newfoundland. It, it, <laughs> You know, someone puts on a, a stevedore cap and says bye, and 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 they've had a, you know, a, a vocal coach from uh, Mississauga come in and, and and train them for half a day. I mean, no, you're not gonna. So you're like, well, welcome to the Rick. Wow, the Rock. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Call it. Do you have? Do you have a, a family? Do I have a family? I've got a mom, I've got a dad. No, no, no. Uh, like, like on the rock. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have family in uh, Newfoundland Labrador. Actually, because that was phenomenal. Oh, thanks. What? No, no, it wasn't. That was terrible. <laughs> I watch a lot of Newfoundland comedies, and uh, uh, I, I, you'll forgive me. I've been listening. I've been. My ear has been bent towards hearing these accents for the last. This has been my passion for the last six months. Okay, I. He he sounded very very good. Thank I you. I mean Thank I you. think you've been listening wrong. Do that again, Mike. Huh. Welcome to the rock. Wow. Ugh. Can I come from away? That's I'm sorry. Just, I'm just making up, you know, dialogue at this point now. No, but. no, no. This is. Uh, <laughs> Look at my arm. Look at my arm. Can you nope. see that? Hairs are just on edge, on end, on end. Okay. You know, I have been looking for someone to play the role of Danny. What? Tell Danny, me about Danny. Danny, Danny, he's he, oh, he's a, he's a lost soul, you know. He's okay. he's 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 in his early 30s. Mm-hmm. His life never really amounted to much. I can relate. He's really really trying to find out when his moment's going to be. Right. Everyone underestimates him. They don't know that he's got this power l- lurking inside of him. Right. And then those GD planes oh, hit the tower allegedly. This is- Whatever got him there. Okay. And Danny's moment to act comes. Oh, my time has come. Jesus Christ. Kind of thing, right? Holy fuck. That could be t- the title of a song. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to swear. Time has come. I'm sorry to swear. You're swearing because you think that's good? I'm, I'm, I'm swearing because I know that's good. Can I, can, I, can I ask you? I have some... Uh, I have actually sides... Science, not what does that mean? Oh, I'm, I'm so sure sorry. Yeah, 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 no, I'm that's super confusing. Here. That's super, super confusing, and I'm so sorry. No, please. Uh, sides in the uh, industry, it doesn't matter if it's theater, it's also uh, film and television. Uh, it's 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 a sample scene, okay, where you uh, would read it to audition for a part. It's it's it's, it's a bit of the script. Oh, and and maybe. I would I would love to hear you. I should I'd love to read just for for oh, a lark. Absolutely, sure. absolutely, right. absolutely. So I'll give you that. And and uh James, it's actually it's a three-hander. Oh, three-hander. Okay. Um so three-hander is a scene uh that, that requires three people to act out the different characters inside of it. I think I've got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. okay. So uh James, if you could and then I will. Okay. The three okay. of us act the scene. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, um <clears throat> so obviously you're Danny. Uh, James, you'll be reading uh, Mrs. Tourniquet. All right. Now, is Danny? How tall is Danny? Danny's about. That doesn't matter. Yes. Well, he he wants to to get into it. Danny's. Danny's. This is. This is the one place where it's a thing. He's about five six. Five six. So a little smaller than me. Good. Yeah. But I mean, theater. If you, we'd build the set to be to make you look right. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like Clifford. Like we'd make the set very big. And what's my costume? Seem a lot smaller. Is Danny like a? 
a sharp dresser, or is he no. kind of like dressed like a... He, no, I'd say he it's wears very, what he finds in Okay, the I'd shops. say he's very schlubby, um, okay. kind of just like whatever you picked up. Kind of a, a little bit like what you're wearing now, really. Oh, okay. I wouldn't um, necessarily yeah. describe it. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, and so and then I will be uh, Danny's father, uh, Mark. And so in this scene, Papa. all right, yeah. And so in this scene, uh, Mrs. Turnicut's worried that there's not enough cots, and she's not my wife, or he is my wife, or he's my no, no, he is, he is, he is. Uh, she, he's kind of like the, the the matron of the town, very, right. very right. much a busybody, well, very, my, very worried. Mike is attracted to older matronly women. His girlfriend is seventy. Oh yeah, if you want to infuse it with some kind she, of sexual, please don't, Michael, because she's because yeah. she's, she's a widow. And so that's a big thing that she's empathizing <laughs> with these these nine eleven. I'm just imagining James suffering the loss of a spouse, and uh, it is. I'm sorry, this is you know yeah. we're getting away from what you want us to do, which is audition. Yeah. I'm just laughing at the idea of James well, losing a spouse. Yeah, I mean, Mike, you're me- like anyway. Well, I don't even know what to say about this lunatic. It's, anyway, it's sorry. fine. But yeah, if the, if there's some <sighs> chemistry there, that's fine. That's going to work out that way. So so Mrs. Turnicut's very upset. She's mm-hmm. worried there's not going to be enough cots in the mess hall. Okay. Uh and me, I'm I'm you're you're wanting to take charge here. Right. But I'm saying, Danny, you're an F up. And and just me really putting you in a box. Right. And I'm and, trying to prove that I'm a kind of a take charge yeah. kind of boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Now's your time. Alpha-ish kind Now's of guy, your time. Which is against type for me. I can just, to the say. max. Yep. I've, yeah. If it was an alpha type, I would have suggested casting casting me in that role. But well, you, I guess we'll late. see how Mike does. We've been cast okay. already, James, so we can't go back now. Okay. And so... Uh, uh, so I'm an old lady? Yes. Fuck. Yeah, she's about um, 67. Oh. Ugh. You right in Mike's uh, prime zone. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So she's she's been around the block. Okay. And and is a little worse for wear. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we shall um, say that. Yeah. And so and just remember, these people they live by the ocean. Very simple. They're right. salty. Yeah. Uh, but they're but they're 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 good hearted. Right. Okay. So uh, this is a scene from for the buys. That's what it's called for the buys. For the buys. For the buys. Does that like mean it. like for the boys? Uh, well, it, it's for the buys. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it okay. was for the boys. We wouldn't. Okay, sorry. I do apologize for him. It's quite all right. It's uh, he's not a theater guy. It's fine. I am. Yeah. Okay. So um, <clears throat> here we go. What do you think you're getting at there? What do you at? I'm just saying. I think I know how to solve the terrible problem we are facing, Daddy. If I've known one thing about you, and I've known it from the minute I saw you squirming out of your motor, you're a follower, Danny. You got two pairs of hands to do the work that other men tell you to do. So just fall in line, by. Here I am, bringing oh. you some tea, you lads. Here, have a cup, have a cup. Danny, you seem bothered. I'm too upset to drink your friggin' tea right now, Mrs. Turnicut, because me dad won't listen when I say... I can fit all the Yanks inside me apartment from 9-11. How are them 9-11 Yanks holding up there, Miss Turnicut? Well, we've got them all in the mess hall, but they're annoyed. They they say they don't want to be in a mess hall. They say they want to be somewhere more home-like. I tell yous, you got to listen to me. Get them 9-11 Yanks out of the mess hall into me apartment. And I'll feed him and show him a real good East Coast time. Danny's right. Danny, we put all them 9-11 Yanks up inside your apartment. 
They're gonna be all stacked on top of each other like a Labrador on a bone. I can't stand it, Danny. I'm sick of you all me life telling me I'm no good and me ideas aren't bad. So you, Dad, can fuck off. Say wow. that again to me, dear boy. You, Dad, can fuck off. I, I, are you sure you want to have that kind of language in the in the script? Wow. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break the scene. Uh, wow. Did I read that? I, maybe I shouldn't have read wow. that. Wow. James, right? Do you have anything you want to say? I mean, I just want to say it's not that easy playing an old woman. It was like, if I didn't... I, I would have thought, loved a meteor roll. To, to I be thought honest. you were actually really good in it, James. And you know, I don't like to give you compliments, but when we were in the scene, when I looked at you, I literally saw an old woman. Well, um, thank you. I appreciate absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, that role is cast, but uh, oh. and you know, I like to be. Open Let me guess. For, you're going with a woman for the role, right? Okay. I like to cast. <laughs> I, we do cast. Men never get genders. cast in anything anymore. Hey, I did an Annie that was a that that, that had a 50 year old black man playing Annie. Okay, so don't tell me I that I don't do idea. colorblind, genderblind casting. Okay, right. okay, okay, sorry. Thank you for listening to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. If you get the chance, please don't forget to like the show on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg's Frankensteinish uh, gift to the world that may have undermined the very concept of Western democracy and forever altered what it means to be a uh, good citizen. Okay. And please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LT Podmess and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Two other very problematic. Uh, Companies now, Twitter is is just uh, lousy with Nazis Mike, and for the love of God. Badly. And iTunes, of course, we can't talk about iTunes without mentioning Steve Jobs, uh, Steve Wozniak, the two uh, Steves, and the current CEO Tim Cook. Now, the products that these men created, I don't know, have they made our lives better or have they destroyed our ability to concentrate and hijacked our minds, James? Jesus, man, just for the what is wrong with you? Please like our show on all these platforms, though. Thank you. So, do you think my performance of Danny was good? Because I can't... I'm so in it that I can't even... I can't see the forest for the trees, if you know what I mean. I thought... While I was watching you, I was like, yeah, this is an acorn. Right. But what comes out of an acorn? The bugs? An oak tree. Okay, so I'm not very... uh, I'm a big nature guy. I'm a city guy by, you know. Yeah. I'm habit. saying I want to put the time in. I want to water you. Okay. Okay, but I don't fuck around. Oh. When we get in there, when we get in the hall. Right. Sorry, the hall. Um, hall's like a rehearsal hall. It's a place where you go and you, you rehearse the show. Right. Um, when we're in the hall, I'm not going to go easy on you. All right. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to tear you down. Have you, am I being offered the role in for the buys? I'm not oh. sure I'm reading the situation properly at the moment. Do you think you have what it takes? I I would love to have fun on stage. Uh, I would love to be in this <laughs> Well, we'd all play. like to have fun on stage, Mike. Are yes, you yes, willing? I want to do it. I, I would love to do it. It would be a big um, opportunity for me to be in this competing Newfoundland 9-11 musical. I would love to help you take down... Um, Come from away, if that's what you think. If you if you can no, see I'm, it in me, I'm glad to hear that. All right. Okay. Two thoughts on my end. One, if you try to break down Mike's psyche and break into who he is as a person, be prepared to be horrified. 
Mike is no has serious suppressed mental things going on. Not true. Any listener of the podcast will know this. You have the darkest, weirdest no. brain that you suppress with your button-up shirts all the time. This That's is good. a. This so is good. good luck you know with who, that, Roger. You know who that reminds me of? Um, Charles Manson or John Cryer. Thank you very much. One of the finest actors of his generation, John, John Cryer. Cryer. Yes. John Cryer. What, he was disturbed? He is disturbed. Trust me. Read a book for once, James, yeah. about showbiz. No. Yeah. All right. And point I did a Neil Simon, a collection of Neil Simon one acts with him in Malibu. With Cryer? Yeah. Yeah. It was wow. Like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Two yeah. week stand. When you see him live, I just need to ask this question. Is his talent and skill so beautiful that he actually lives up to his name can he well, can he make you cry well well i cried because my character had to cry um okay i don't feel like i ever got to see crier because i was i was only ever just me on stage with him so i was you know i was inhabiting right. did the I audience was, cry uh yep yeah. i cryer yep. well case closed well the audience is sure to cry at this performance but it's because Mike's going to be the star of the show, and he's the least charismatic person oh, in I Toronto. Wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to be there, front row, first show. Why would you choose Mike over me? Can I just say this? I am obviously more outgoing. You I'm were... obviously the alpha no, no, uh, no. of this group. Yeah, you but you're like have... six feet. I don't have that much room. I can't build the sets that big. Why do you have to change the five six? Why is it a? Why is the character five six? And you don't have to. How tall are you, Mike? Uh, I think what's going. I'm I'm five eight ish. So what? You're going to make everything Perfect. two inches taller on, on in the set? He already yep. said he was going to do that. That's pointless. What a waste of time. Listen, here's what's going on. This is a classic uh, theater spat between jealous performers. It reminds me of that uh, series. Uh, what was it called? Feud. Feud. Joan and Betty. Yeah. Right. You're you're the you're the Betty Davis in this situation. I think it and just you, you proves, just can't see me well, win. It just proves to me that you know artsy theater types are have no idea what they're doing. This is why you guys did the arts instead of making money like me because this is this would be your choice to do a play. You 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 have no sense. Clearly, are you done? No yet? offense. Are you done, James? <laughs> this anger. You know, it, if if I was. If I was doing Mackers, maybe. What's Mackers? Oh, oh God. Uh, I, see, you don't know what it go. is either, Mike. There yes, I do. Scottish play. Can't do it. Uh, you know, you'd be, you'd be, you're my McDuff. I'd, absolutely, no question. But, but we're, we're looking for welcoming people here. Okay. James, it's for the buys. With that outburst of anger, I could see him um, appearing in a sequence as Osama bin Laden. Oh, the yeah. Of well, I, I do. I do want to shoot some. 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 There's going to be televisions. I mean, and I know they didn't find out it was Osama bin Laden until days after. Um, and he but, didn't find out either because he didn't do it. Anyway, I strongly disagree. Carry I mean, on. But yeah, no, I want to. I want to. I want to plant that in people's minds. It might be the first image that you see is just kind of. Osama just at his weakest point, I think, at right. a point where he goes, "If I did it, if I did it, <laughs> OJ, um, yeah, a little OJ, like his OJ moment." Exactly. I want right. to get Osama's OJ moment. That's entirely. That's entire. Yeah, I couldn't have expressed You're it welcome. better. And so, collaborator, yeah. I guess. Well, I'm an actor you, and collaborator. Do now. you think after for the buys, you would be willing to think about making a project for me, making an Osama bin Laden? One man show, uh, yeah, yeah, like like Patrick Stewart does the one man uh, Christmas Carol. James, mm-hmm. you can play uh, Osama bin Laden a one man um, if I did it style yes, show. Yes, yes, 
Yes. And it ended I, you being shot in the eye by um, uh, special forces. Yeah, the, the SEAL Team 6. SEAL Team 6. I mean, I'm into this. And then I'm starting... If, if you're into we, that, I, I kind of get your casting of Mike a bit more. call it... Of course, sort of a gentle, like, uh, yeah. Newfoundland guy. And I'm sort of this hard-ass Os- Osama... Yeah, and then we yeah. make, you know... Then we, yeah, we can, later in the season we do. I mean, this is off the top of my head. Maybe we call it "Waiting for the Seals." Ooh. I love that. A little homage to "Waiting yeah. for Godot" mm-hmm. by the great Irish mm-hmm. playwright Samuel Beckett. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm now, into this. I brought up Osama bin Laden, and we're talking. I have Newfoundland on the brain. Newfoundland on the brain yep. right now. Gander, this is Gander, good. Gander, Gander. Because you're going to be living there. Do you think that oh. now we hear a lot about East Coast hospitality? How yeah. the people out there under rock will yeah. take in anyone, give them the, they'll give you the clothes off their back, and they'll give you a, a hot meal, and they'll screech you in. Do you think that the people of of Newfoundland are so forgiving and so friendly that yeah. had Osama bin Laden himself visited Gander? Just hear me out. Yeah. After nine eleven, do you think that they would have screeched him in? Like they would have allowed him to come from away? Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, from all of the YouTube footage I've watched of, of these Newfoundlanders, um, my answer is a, a unanimous yes, an ecstatic yes. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Can we rewind for one second? Roger, you said Mike's going to be living in Gander? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I missed that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was that's this, kind was... of an important detail, Mike. And sorry, when yeah. and well, what for I, are yeah. my two questions, I guess. Yeah, no. I just found out that I got my, my funding um, from the Newfoundland government. Uh, Arts Council grant. Okay. Um, so we are going to find you a billet, and you're going to go and live in Gander. I mean, you have to. It's, <laughs> like, it's like De Niro, right? De Niro drove a cab when he did Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, yes. Um, Just so you know, Mike has left the GTA maybe twice. One of them was when we went to Hedonism 2 in Jamaica oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. What a mistake yeah. that was. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, uh, no, I was, I was doing um, Edmonton Fringe. Otherwise, I was I couldn't go this year. It was good. Um, it was good, but also it got a bit unpleasant. My yeah. uh, Jamie's friends with a guy down there who was had been there for about twenty years. Ugh, and James yeah. moved in with him, and it did not go well. Right. Yeah. No. I, meanwhile, I'm in Edmonton doing anger of Ernest and Ernestine, and just you know, ugh. The the polar opposite of uh, a week yeah. at uh, Hedonism too. I am. You could say, although you know. But Mike, you're. I think you would be physically afraid of leaving t- Toronto or the GTA not for that long. Necessarily, Mike. you're not going to want to go to Gander for weeks. How long would I be staying in Gander? Seven weeks. Oh. Okay, that's a long, a long time. I mean, it's if I could if I could afford to pay for you to be there, I would send you out there for five years. I want oh. you. Well, I certainly can. I want pay to, to have you to. <laughs> no, you can't. I want you to. No. I want it to be that, 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 when you get on that stage, you know that if you turn the corner, you're like, yes, there's, there's, there's Beth's corner store. There's and a Mrs. Turnicket's uh, outhouse or exactly, whatever. I'm sure exactly. they have plumbing. Well, Mrs. Turnicket, Mrs. Turnicket is a little, she's a little old school, you know? And, 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 oh, is and, she? <laughs> yeah. Well, she's just been there forever. Right. She refuses. Well, I wish I knew that when I read the lines. Okay. You could have told me that. That's fair. I might I mean, have done a better job. That's the actor's job. She'd been there forever. It's the actor's job to ask questions before reading. Well, for all I knew, she could have been from Miami and arrived the the, the night before. <laughs> Roger, can we just think about what James just said? <laughs> it's uh, Mrs. Turnicket's from Miami. Come it's, on, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. I, I appreciate the uh, the creativity. Well, wow. So I'm going to be in a Broadway show. Oh no, no, no. 
Pardon? No, 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 no. Uh, and you should. Well, you said you were going to take on "Come From Away," the show that yes. took Broadway by storm. Yes. Uh, as it stands, mm-hmm. venue TBD. Um, right. So somewhere I've, off Broadway, maybe so, Brooklyn. Well, I or, think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna premiere in Toronto. Okay. Uh, you know, I've been to a lot of uh, you know the, the people Scarborough Community Center very interested. Um, you know, really, yeah. Uh, there's some um, the 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 um, the performance space at the Rec Room downtown. Oh, down uh, by the Rogers the, Center. Yeah, the uh, the yeah. I mean, I think I've been told they have some video games there or something, but I don't know. I just know that that, that they've got a house. Right. Um, so I'd be performing in this show about Newfoundland during 9-11 um, in basically a uh, video game arcade. Yeah. That's like Dave and Buster's. There's, okay. I mean, there is minor... Unconventional. There's a minor sound bleed. Well, and to me, though, it's the juxtaposition, right? It's like it's right. like in one room... Well, life is a game. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. But I'm going to say more. It's like it's like in this one room, you're, the, the, the horror of that day, this small town in Newfoundland, it's the, it's the last thing, and then you walk out of it and just bam! Right, you know, it's Pac-Man, it's 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 Mario Kart, it's 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 sliders. What could what could what could make you see what a fool you've been? I More. love sliders. Just throwing it out there. That is, those are fun. Now, for me, my favorite game is Bubble Bobble, but I I don't know. Sliders aren't a game, Mike. They're tiny hamburgers. I okay. Go sorry. To I got confused. Jack I Astor's that, for once in your goddamn life. I thought that you were talking about a video game called Sliders. Ha ha ha! It was a TV me. show. Jerry O'Connell, pervert. S- see, really? Yeah, big time. I've partied with that guy. So there's all types of different sliders. So it's not my fault. But you, okay, well, whatever. Well, anyway, I mean, so you're thinking the rec room for yeah. for the buys. That, for the buys. I sort of, to be honest, thought you were like. Like a King Street theater guy. Like I thought. I mean, I know you said it was Disney stuff, but I assume... uh, let's just say I'm persona non grata uh, in Ooh. the in the King Street theaters. So we're talking Royal Alexandra, all theater, the big theaters, Princess of Wales, yeah, yeah, the Disney yeah. stores, where yeah. the Mervishes put on their big, yeah, Broadway or yeah. West End of London productions. Yeah, let's just say there's a little bit of um, uh, bad and. Uh, Actual blood between us. Oh, so. whoa. Between you and the Mervishes? Yeah. Oh. I mean, whoa, oh my we, goodness. We got to know. I mean, what's going on? Well, so the Mervishes, let me just explain to our non Toronto listeners, and we do have quite a few listeners in the UK, the Philippines, United States of America, and the Philippines. Yep. Uh, the Mervishes are, a, are probably Toronto's premier theatrical well, family. They bring uh, the, the patriarch, Honest Dead Mervish. He Mm-hmm. He took over two theaters and started bringing in uh, touring Broadway productions in, I think, yeah. the 60s and 70s. His son, David Mervish, now fills that role. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you call that filling it, sure. Ooh. <laughs> oh, sassy. So what is, where did this bad blood originate? Uh, apparently from my great-great-uncle. Okay. And I, I'm... Legally, I'm not supposed to... I can't advertise with it. For sure, but, okay. but fair enough. But the actual truth is that I am one fifteenth Mervish. Oh wow! Yeah, and and so how when I say theaters f- in my blood, like okay, uh, that's literal. It's a very specific and small amount uh, to to be something well, small. I mean, <laughs> how did you f- learn that? Your I guess your great uncle told you you were related. If you're if somehow? you're if you're 
if you were a 15th, you know, I don't know, if you were a 15th Pierre Trudeau, would you, would you not be proud of that? I would be very proud of that. You'd be very proud I of that. I didn't know you could be a 15th of a person. Yeah. Yeah. Of a, of a lineage, yeah. Huh. So you you claim I don't you claim are... I am. Uh, okay. I have done. Sorry, didn't mean to. No, no. I'm a passionate person, and if you're going to be in this proximity, you're going to have to take it. So you're both related to them, and sort of uh, they've. I you're estranged from them. I was programming a season at the Scarborough Community Center. This was probably about twelve years ago. Okay, and as is as is as should be my birthright, I programmed it as a Mervish season. So you used their name. I used in my the promotion. I used my name. Your name. Sorry. Okay. Your alleged name. And they took issue with this. And I they, imagine they they were very quick, which to me speaks to how well I advertised. Right, because they heard they about saw, it. Oh, they saw. They found out real quick. So to them, it looked like someone was using their good name yeah. to promote uh, some maybe dodgy. Yeah, what play good. was it? Dodgy, years dodgy, ago. dodgy. It was okay. I, huh, huh. I was very. I was exploring my sexuality at that point. I was because I was very repressed. Okay, Ooh, as a Mike. human being, and I felt that I was really. Growing and exploding as a person and, you know, wanting to share that. And so I was doing a stage adaptation of Showgirls with a mostly male cast. Interesting. So boys almost. Good well, because again, because again, I was, I was even back then, this before it was popular, I was, I was gender blind casting. Okay. Huh. You know, I was like, if you are, you know. Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's her last name from Showgirls? Um, Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. yeah. Berkeley. You know, if you come in and you're that, I don't care. I don't care if you got a wang. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're promoting a gender-blind stage adaptation of Showgirls with the Mervish name. That was the. And somehow they got the, mad. That was the season opener. Okay. And then we were going into you know, um, it was like a, a life and times kind of piece about L. Ron Hubbard, who's a big inspiration to me. Ah, Very, really? very um, mm. misunderstood gentleman. And so this James was... James is Scientology curious, so maybe you two should talk yeah, after the recording. I've still got the scripts. This was a three-part uh, epic mm-hmm. one-man thing wow. okay. of him of him kind of... Well, that could be possibly another project. Setting the record straight. Absolutely. You do, you do, you do vibe like him. Yeah. You I, do vibe I, like I him. I could see that... No, I've apparently um, I've had the Thetan taste testing tasting thetan, imagine <laughs> the thetan eating taste a thetan. test. <laughs> no, I've had the test done, and apparently I have really low levels, which people are like, "Damn!" Like for you could get rid of them really easy if yeah. you go up the chain. I haven't done it yet, but I've yeah. been like looking into yeah. it because apparently I'm unusually low. I believe it. So it'd be like easy to get rid of them. Yeah, and then the rest of the season was just we rounded out with a lot of saucy hypnotism. Really, I I love that. That's funny. You know, it's like you're hypnotized now. Pretend you're jerking off, and then they yep. get these oh, mild mannered yeah. dads to muffin jerking. Off. That's sad. Well, to me, that's sad. Well, because for me, you know, I went. We're covered. The first two shows were covered for the art side of things. Now it's the commerce mm. and saucy hypnotism. And so, did you get a cease and desist letter from the Mervishes, or did they shut you down? Um, it I- was pretty. Yeah, they. Uh, well. <laughs> 
this was I, I don't mean to speak anything of the of the dead but let's just say you know we're rehearsing and uh, all of a sudden someone's stretch royce uh mm-hmm. rolls royce pulls up in front of the community center and wow. i'm beckoned by the little the little uh, gloved fingers that come out of the back window and uh he set me straight right quick i can tell you are we talking about honest yeah honest himself wow yeah. and so he was just like stop this yeah well like i mean i i can still think of it like Putting it in his terms, if you picture like one of those signs that he would hang up in his store, it'd be mm. like, "Honest Ed's furious because you're using his name <laughs> without inappropriately, right. yeah, without permission." Oh, it would be like, well, damn. it would be like that if it was Shit. a sign. I'm just imagining little Honest Ed giving me hell, and yeah. how I would just probably collapse yeah. out of fear. His, his eyes change color. Oh my god! Whoa! His really? eyes change color when he like like nothing crazy like they don't go like bright green or anything like that. But they 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 shift like you can see like a cloud because usually they were kind of like a pale gray. I heard he had cloud eyes. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, it's I heard a rumor. very disturbing. Wow! It's but very wait, disturbing. if you're related to him, why did he tell you not to use the name? Well, it's, there's he they what they would say. Uh-huh. I'm not a fifteenth Burbish. So how do you do you have any proof? I don't know who my dad was Mervish? or I didn't know who my dad was. Okay. I'm a bastard. Okay. Don't say I'm Edmund. that. I'm Edmund, okay? Oh, Shakespeare reference. Wherefore wherefore base, <laughs> you know? Uh, now God stand up for uh, bastards. Bastard. Exactly, right? exactly. Uh, James, uh, you're we're leaving James here in in, yeah. in our dust. Oh, it's that's King Lear. King Lear James. Shakespeare. Yeah, that's for the Shakespeare King fans. Act, uh, act uh, 2 scene uh, 3. 3. Yeah. Damn. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Raj, that is a crazy story. So, but uh, just and to ask one more time, what? Why do you think you are one fifteenth Mervish? Is this? Do you have like a family tree that proves this? I mean, do you have some is sort it okay? Of... Yeah. Is it okay to to, to to name brands here? I don't know if Absolutely. there's an advertisement. I, I encourage like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Ancestry.com. Oh. Huh. So that you filled in the blanks mm-hmm. in the family tree there. And yep. You, oh, wow. Yep. And it just uh, made sense. <laughs> mm. I found I some ticket stubs in my mom's um, shoebox. Miss Saigon, I'm shoe imagining box, rent. Shoebox. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, it's just, is I, that, I, I sing in the shower. Holy, holy, wow. I sing in the shower too, though, so it's okay. I'm sorry. That was phenomenal. Really? Yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just, it came to me. Could like, you slouch down a little bit? Sure. Wow. Why slouch? Why, why uh, slouch? We'll talk after. James's voice isn't really that good. <laughs> I well, apparently it is. I wow. mean, shoebox, shoebox, That's the worst version of the Bare Naked Ladies hit song "Shoebox." Apparently not. Can you do better, Mike? Uh, absolutely, I can do better than that. Please, shoebox. Shoebox of lies. Oh, yikes. Lies or life? Is it life? Yeah, lies. This is usually why I always start with the singing <laughs> you, before the acting. Uh oh, I see regret on Roger's face. <clears throat> Shoebox. It's okay. Shoe. Uh, it's okay. James, you're cool. You're, James, James, you're cool with travel, right? 
Hell yeah, I travel all the damn time. I'm barely in Toronto in the winter at all. Fantastic. I fly back for the podcast Enid, for some we never stupid reason. really ever knew each other anyway. Well, anyway, I mean, we can we, we can talk off off mic. Wow, I would really mic. like that. I, yeah, I, I, I really you can't recast be... me. You can't recast me, Roger. And I can Mike, I, I and I I can work on the Newfoundland accent and you know I I really didn't feel like in that audition I had a, mo- a role that was meaty enough and it would be pretty, yeah. I mean yeah, yeah they're singing yeah. it the for the buys has singing oh yeah predominantly oh, predominantly oh, singing well, that yeah, could yeah. Be good for me no absolutely uh, and, and and Mike you no, know I mean no you can't have the role James right Roger you're with me right I think. Um, I think I think Don't. I think everyone's done a really good job, and and I'll be in touch with both of you. What? Because I think it would be great to. Um, we'll talk okay. after the thing. Okay. okay. This is a piece of shit <sighs> that is happening right now, once again to me in my life. Well, um, what can you say? It's raining uh, shit. <sighs> Why don't we uh, take a break? And come yeah. back with the final. Let's take five. Let's segment. take quick five. Do you know? Ta- do you know take five? Take five. No. Is just like go take five minutes. It's know a term. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. Five. It's something we use. You're going to hear that a lot. So <laughs> okay, get used cool, to it. awesome. Okay, well we'll we'll take five fuck, fuck <laughs> and you. be back in um, fuck, in a minute. Fuck both of you. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Podmas. We're here for our final segment. Oh, final segment. You can stop singing, James, just you to just show off. you gargle with honey every morning? <laughs> you know, maybe I should. Because <laughs> I should start your, protecting my... Was your throat reupholstered with velvet? Oh, that, that is sweet of you James to say. smokes, he drinks champagne, he hey, doesn't some... take care of his body, he takes steroids, he's not a good actor. Sh- you drink champagne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, almost every day. The Brute Gold, Gold Brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you? Well, I should have known as soon as I heard that. I can hear the bubbles. Does that affect? Oh, you can yeah. hear the bubbles. Yeah. This is utter bullshit. That explains a lot. Well, well, why do you think Jay-Z bought it? He bought a company. Oh. He bought Ace of Spades. For his singing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. What were you saying, Mike? Yeah. Roger and I could get lost talking yeah. and forget we're even on this stupid podcast. Uh, yeah. Mike, we're here with Mike. We're here with Roger. We're doing theater talk. We're having a great time. And, and we're here for our last segment of the the show, which is a game. So even though I'm kind of annoyed right now, yeah. um, <clears throat> I am looking forward to playing this game. I picked it up at a uh, Valley Village that I was shopping at today when I went for my... I like to sort of window shop at uh, thrift stores and look for little trinkets from yesteryear. And I found this uh, board game. It's called Political Leanings 90s TV Edition. Oh, wow. And it is a game where you get to sort of guess how famous TV characters from the 1990s would vote in a federal, uh, in a national American election. Okay. That's, that's, that's the long and the fun. short of the game. They made... Hmm. It's a very specific game, but yeah. it's very timely. What's um, the age recommendation on that? It says from 2 to 100. Wow. So that's interesting. I, th- I hey, think uh, we, fall, we fall within that bracket. I guess you can't <laughs> uh, play this with your girlfriend, Mike, because she's, she's under 100. over 100. She's under 100. Um, this is interesting. Oh, well, we've never played a board game on the show before. That's kind of fun. No, board games are very popular these days, though, so it's, it's about time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, shall we begin? Uh, sure. I'll take out the first card here. 
And uh, so, just to reiterate, you have to. Uh, we're going to go around and pick uh, how they would vote. First card says the commish. The commish. Remember oh, the commish, the oh, TV show, the commish. Yeah, bald guy, cop, yeah. right? Chickless. Yes, Michael yeah. Chickless. Michael Chickless. And he, he played the role of the commish. Yeah. Uh... What do I remember of the commission? Uh, very loving uh, to his family, but pretty no-nonsense when it came to crime. I'm going to say he is a staunch Republican. Okay. Yeah, to me, it seemed like he was a common-sense, good guy. Um, I, I'd guess Republican, maybe Libertarian, you know. Okay. Ooh. Probably hates the government. Yeah, Probably, yeah. yeah. Like, like maybe me. stockpiling arms. Yep. Here's what I'd say. I, I believe the commission has seen he's seen so much carnage and so yeah. much death that he's probably existentially he's like, what does anything matter? I'm not voting ever for anyone in any election. Commission is a nihilist. He's a nihilist. Hmm. Well, that was fun. Let's move on to the next card. Is there an? A- there's no answer. Uh... No, it's one of those games where there's no answer, and we just it's, it's an like opinion. apples to apples. It's an opinion game. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. But it's still none- nonetheless. It's very fun. It's riveting. I'd say James won that round. I don't know. Yeah. Thanks. I'll take yeah. it. All right. So right. one point for James. Yeah. James okay. Is winning a lot today. Uh, all right. The next card, Mr. Belvedere. Okay. How would Mr. Belvedere vote in a U.S. national election, Roger? I think Belvedere presents Democrat, um, but but secretly he's very he's fiscally conservative. So I'm going to say Republican. He's really? a Republican. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean he could. Yeah, I mean, present- I, uh, but I also maybe third party voter because I could see I could see Belvedere really falling under the sway of of, of a Perot. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would have uh, voted Sanders? Mm. See, but I think he's around money all the time, right? Well, Sanders he's, he's... attracted a lot of Republicans who didn't want to vote for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump. Anyway, I think yeah. Actually, I'm gonna I'm changing to third party. So definitely, I would say he would vote for whatever is the most like Ralph Nader, Ross Perot. Interesting. Kind of. Okay. That's that's Belvedere to me. Okay. James, who do you think Mr. Belvedere would vote for? Well, I see that cardigan and I think pervert. So I'm gonna say Democrat, liberal. Uh, uh, p- uh, cardigan doesn't mean that you're a pervert. That is wrong-headed. Well, agree to disagree, Mike. Uh, I believe that Mr. Belvedere would not be legally allowed to vote in a American election mm. because he is a foreign national. He comes from Great Britain, um, unless he has become a U.S. citizen, which, as far as I know, in the show, he did not uh, take a citizenship uh, oath. Like he was getting paid in cash, right? He was probably an illegal, and. Uh, he may, if he did vote, maybe he's one of those millions of illegal voters who uh, the current administration is trying to stamp out. So you're you're saying Belvedere is a dreamer? Yes. I think, yeah. Uh, I'd say I'd give that round to me. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So it's one Roger, one James, zero for Michael. Oh. Seems, like, seems like I was just saying zero Michael the other day. There we go. About again. your sperm count? No. That's pretty funny. All right. You do improv? Uh, I thought about it, but I haven't done it yet. I think you could. Okay. James Thanks. doesn't even watch Who's Line. It's not really improv. It's, we call that bar prof. <laughs> All right. And third and final um, card for the game, mm-hmm. Political Leanings 90s TV edition, um, Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. Okay. Roger, who do you think Jill would vote for in election? And we know she's married to Tim. She knows Wilson. I think she strikes me as being 
socially liberal, socially progressive, but conservative. I mean, with with Tim in the house, you never know what's going to happen with the money. So I'm he's the s- last man standing. Yeah. So, so she's. I think. I think. Yeah. I think. I think fiscally conservative Democrat. Interesting. James, what do you think Jill Taylor, uh, Toolman Taylor's wife, would vote for? Leftist libtard. Oh, enough said. That word. That's harsh. Enough said. I watched that show. She is a typical leftist so, libtard. So you're mad at Jill Taylor? Always was. When I watched it in the 90s, I was always like, that woman is out of control. So who do I think Jill would vote for from Home Improvement? Um, well, I think she was compassionate. I think she was a bit of an environmentalist. I think she was anti-war. At least I don't remember her being uh, pro-war mm. on any episodes of uh, Home Improvement. Well, which you, got I admit- three, you got three boys. You don't want to send them off. Right. Imagine that if they did a reboot of Home Improvement now and you know Jonathan Taylor Thomas... Uh, was sort of in a wheelchair because yeah, of something that happened in Afghanistan. Yeah. Remember when the youngest son became goth? That was a ridiculous... That, that's more leftist crap, trying to appeal no, to the No, goths freaks. aren't necessarily leftists. Some uh-huh. goths can be... There are no Republican goths. There are some. I think... I think... Billy Corgan. Yeah. Oh, Billy Corgan. You got me there. You yeah. got me there. The zero himself. So, um... In summary, I think Jill was a good character, and I think she would have voted for Hillary. I think she's a lefty. Raj, who do you think? Yeah, I so think who won I'm going to give that one to me. <sighs> All right. Fair enough. You're our guest. Well, it makes sense for the guest to win, I oh. suppose. Congrats, well, Roger. That's not what it's your... about. It's not what it's about, but thank you. Victory. Well, Roger, thank you <laughs> so much for joining us uh, today. This was really fun, and I hope thank we you so much for having me. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to get to work. You're making a big mistake by giving me the role of Danny in For the Buys, your musical that's going to take down Come From Away, and then taking it away from me and giving it to James just because he's saying shoebox by Bare Naked Ladies in a way you thought was good when it Mike, wasn't good. you're going to be rejected a million times in this business, and you just got to keep picking yourself up, dusting yourself off. And rejected in other parts of your life, too. Well, can I at least play the old woman character that you gave to James earlier? I have hired somebody. <sighs> Something else will come up. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Right. You know, some other play. Thanks. Okay. Oh, well, Mike, uh, wild episode today. I had fun, despite everything. Good, good. I'm glad you can keep a stiff upper lip. Yes. Um, Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. 